thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, the back of your bulletin is a message today. You're thinking, wow, it's just blank, Jeff. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, simply titled this morning, I Get to Choose. I Get to Choose. You say, well, why'd you leave it blank? Because you get to choose. So here's where we're going. Joshua 24. Go there with me. Joshua 24. You know, I love life. When you're little bitty, your parents kind of pick everything for you. You know, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, that kind of thing. Do you remember the first time your parents let you dress yourself? Some of you are like, that was really not a bad, that was really not a good choice. I remember that. Uh, I remember my brother got to do that. That was probably more entertaining. But I remember when I got to order at a restaurant for the first time. My mom looked over and she said, Jeff, what do you want? And I'm like, I get to pick? She said, yeah, you get to pick. And so I had, it was fun. I mean, I didn't know you couldn't combine things. So she said, tell me, this is the children's menu. You get this, this, and this with it. And it had the pictures and everything. I wanted to kind of mix and match, you know. And uh, it was fun. And, to, and, and what we do in life is we'll just, it, it's a sea of choices. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, you go to... You, you go get ice cream, and, 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 and if you're lucky, you don't get behind the kid or the person who's never been there and don't know what they want. And the more they look at it, the more confused they get, and the slower they get, and the more you hear, mmm, well, I don't know, mmm, well, I don't know, mmm. It's kind of like some of y'all over here with donuts. You're like, I came for a purpose, and that was just to get coffee, but you can't walk past them, but because you didn't come to get a donut, you don't know which one you want, so these adults are just stuck. They're like, I don't know what to pick. I don't know what to pick. Choices are great. If you go to, go to a store today, and you just want to buy, I mean, you used to just get a pair of jeans. Just go to the store and get a pair of blue jeans. You go to the store today to get a pair of blue jeans, and it will cause stress. I mean, I almost have to Google what pair of blue jeans should I pick. And you have to read this script. Oh, if you're skinny, you wear this. And if your legs are this long, you wear this. And if you have, I'm like, can I just, man, just get some jeans? Now, here's what you really want to do to mess you up. Go to the paint store and simply tell the guy behind the counter, I'd like some white paint. Here's what's going to come out of his mouth. What color white? Dude, seriously, I just want white paint. Well, what, what, what shade of white? You want eggshell? You want dent? I'm not here for breakfast. I just want white paint. You know? I mean, there's, there's a limit to choices, amen? I mean, and we have so many choices, and we live in a country where we are free. And, and, and that's beautiful but dangerous. Because we have enormous choices and enormous opportunities to pick whatever we want, wherever we go, all the time. And some of the hardest things we do in America is picking from our choices. And I just, they have classes for that. They sit in a circle, hold pinkies. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, but, but we have so much. And, and I want to show you something on this Independence Day weekend where we've 
stayed up longer than we wanted to Friday night or Saturday morning shooting off fireworks, celebrating the freedom that we have in country, I want you to know something that you do get to choose. You do. That's what's great. It's, it's like the blank sermon title on the back of the bulletin. You get to choose. You get to choose. You say, well, shouldn't that be great? It should be great, and it is great. But, but it comes with enormous responsibility. And see, we in this country have separated freedom from responsibility. <laughs> I don't know how you got there. I'm not sure. Am I saddened at some things in our country today? Yes, I am. I'm probably beyond saddened. I'm embarrassed. Can you say that? I'm embarrassed. I'm truly embarrassed. Because in the name of freedom, mm, we have forgot that responsibility is still attached to that. I want you to go to Joshua. Joshua chapter 24. I'm going to begin in verse 13. I just want you to keep in your mind, I get to choose. I get to choose. Verse 13, Joshua 24. So I gave you a land in which you did not toil in cities you did not build. And you live in them and eat in the vineyards and the olive groves that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in who you are now living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it for us to forsake the Lord to serve gods. It was the Lord God himself who brought us out of slavery and performed great miracle, miraculous signs before our eyes. He protected us from the entire journey and among the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too serve the Lord because he is our God. Joshua said to the people, you are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve other gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end to you. And after he, after he has been good to you. But the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses, they replied. Now then, said Joshua, throw away your foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord. And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. Now that is a power-packed, power-packed passage there. A lot there. My friends, when you read that, I want you to know something. You see America in that very, very evident, okay? We have been given much, and much is required. Much is required. If you don't choose today, 
it will be chosen for you. Okay? We live in a country that is coming against you, the people of God. It is coming against the church. It is coming against the word. Thank God for companies like Hobby Lobby who say, mm-mm, no, no, thank you. You ain't messing with my crafts, all right? <laughs> I said crafts, too, okay? They're, they're standing up, and they're winning battles that people didn't think they could win. And there are people on the Supreme Court who did not intentionally mean to go in there and vote for them. They voted for them. You say, well, who changed their heart? <laughs> I can tell you who changed their heart. Same one that changed the hearts of kings back in the Old Testament. God Almighty did. God did. And some of them who voted didn't even know why they voted the way they voted. And couldn't explain it afterwards if you saw some of the interviews. <laughs> what did you just say? Right? I mean, it's crazy, but they're coming after you. And my friends, here's the deal. You get to choose. You get to. Not only did you get to, you have to. You have to choose. You have to choose. I want to introduce you to a word. Throw that up. Resolve. Y'all got that back there? Wake it up there. Boy, that's big and bold. I said I need that big and bold. Is that big and bold or what? Resolve. Let me tell you what resolve is. To To decide firmly on a course of action Firm determination to do something, I call it no before you go. You've got to decide before you get there. You've got to make up your mind before it's required for your mind to give an answer. There's a guy named Daniel. He stood before King Nicodemus, and he, and he had to decide that. Okay? There's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't just happen to come up with that answer just like that. They didn't, oh, uh, what are you going to, what are you going to, hey, if you do this, I'll do, I'll follow you. You do, you decide, no. All three at one time said, we will not bow down. We know our God can. Even if he doesn't do it, we're still not going to bow knee to you. You've got to have resolve. We, we graduated out of this church, 28 seniors. I'm going to tell you something, August 20th or whenever they move in, they better have resolved prior to that or they're going to be home crying at mama in October or they're going to badly represent the name of Jesus on a college campus. You can't wait. You can't wait until the battle is in front of you to decide how you're going to respond to it. Several years ago, I took a lonely flight that I never ever wanted to take to South Texas to do a funeral over my earthly hero. He's my granddad. Better known to many people in South Texas as Big Mo, the big Indian. Cancer ate him up. Shriveled him to nothing. And at the viewing, I'm standing by my granddad's casket with an American flag draped over it because he was a mean Marine. People coming by. I saw this guy when he walked in because he was later than everybody else. And I just watched him. And he had his Marine cap on and he took it off when he walked in. And I said, hmm, I bet they know each other. So as people are coming by, this little guy comes up to me and he shakes my hand. 
And he stood there at my granddad for a long time before he ever turned to shake my hand. And I could see he was saying something, but I didn't know what he was saying. And so when he turned to greet me, he introduced himself, and he said, Hi, I'm Larry. I'm from Seattle, Washington. I said, I'm Jeff Ponder. That's my grandfather. And when he shook my hand, I noticed that it wasn't a normal hand because he didn't have three fingers. And so I said, hey, um, tell me about your hand. He said, I was in your uh, granddad's platoon. And uh, I was trying to get back to the foxhole because they were just blowing us up, man. And I couldn't. I fell and tripped. I couldn't get back up. And then I got shot in the leg. And so my granddad, he said, your granddad jumps out of the foxhole with all the other guys, and he runs to me, and he grabs me, and he puts me up. And about the time he picks me up, my hands were leaped over like that, and that grenade, boom, and it blew my three fingers off. And it got scrapped all on your da- in granddad's face. I said, yeah, I noticed those little dots on his cheek. He said, he threw me back in that foxhole, and he said, I want you to know something. I got three fingers missing, but I'd have lost a whole lot more than that if your granddad hadn't jumped out of that hole and got me. And I said, I wonder what made him get out of that hole. And that guy looked at me and he said, he resolved that a long time ago. He had resolved that a long time ago. You see, my friends, when the battle comes to you and it's coming, when the enemy starts messing with you, when you have to make choices, when things are heated and you've got to, make, you've got to stand for what you stand on, you can't just, you can't, call for help. You can't call for backup. You can't wonder what you're going to do. You've got to resolve ahead of time to stand before the battle ever gets to your turf. Because if you wait for the moment, you're not going to respond well. And most of the time, you're not going to respond at all. My friend, you see through Scripture in Joshua right here that yes, we do get to choose. But my friend, before you ever get to choose, you better resolve in your heart who you are in Christ. Who you are. I want you to go to Deuteronomy real fast. I want you to go to chapter 6. I want you to see a couple things here. Deuteronomy 6, we're beginning verse 4. It begins here. Not H-E-R-E, but H-E-A-R. That means with your ear. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commands that I give you today are to be up on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. And when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols around your hands and bind them on the foreheads, bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. I want you to see a couple things here. When you see the word here, when you see the word here, it automatically is connected with the word do. There's never a time that you hear here that the people of Israel are not expecting do. You can't separate hear and do. When they hear it, there comes commands that they're to do. You trace it back to the New Testament. You have the word believe. With the word believe, every single time you hear the word believe, it's follow. Can't separate them. 
You can't believe and not follow. You can't hear and not do. Here's how I want you to see it. Love, Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey me. When you believe something and you follow something, you obey it. Jesus says, then you love me. Love drives life. Love drives live. So if you love the Lord, then he drives you out of that love to obedience. You can't separate the two of them. You can't separate hear and do. You can't separate believe and follow. We looked at the fan and the follower before. We know what the fan is, enthusiastic admirer. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. But when the battle begins, they haven't chosen, and they back off. Can't find them. Can't find them. But a follower is going to follow him no matter what. No matter what. Why? Because he loves him. Because he loves the Lord. Because he obeys the Lord. Because love drives live. Friends, when you choose to serve God, it's going to cost you something. It may be big. It may be visible for the world. It may never be seen. But it's going to cost you something. You can't just choose without it costing you something. If you're a teenage student, if you're a girl or a boy, and you're going on a date, you better resolve ahead of time what will take place on that date and not let the moment dictate it. You will fail. As a college student, and you sit in that class of 800 people, and that professor tells you that God is a joke, he's dead, and creation is the way it happened. We're just evolving. You can suck into that and be bought into that and buy into that, or you can resolve that there's no way, no way, no way that I'm being sucked in by that. I'll pass your test, and I'll fill in that blank, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And my friends, you've got to resolve ahead of time at work before you decide to do anything that you know you should not do. As a married couple, you better resolve individually to honor that marriage. There'll be plenty of opportunities and plenty of temptations. But my friends, you cannot wait for the moment to make that call. You must resolve ahead of time that that is not going to happen in my house. Not. As parents, as families, you better resolve ahead of time what your home stands for. What takes place in your home, what is allowed in your home, what is done in your home, what, whatever happens in your home. You are the governing body on your home. That's why you've got to write it on the door frames. You've got to stick it up there. You've got to broadcast it. You've got to let it know. You can't just decide one day. And you can't just allow your children to grow up and dictate schedule. Okay? It's not their job. Okay? You choose for them until you teach them how to choose for themselves. And when they don't choose well under your roof, you correct their choosing. Okay? And then when they go out on their own, sometimes you have to sit and let them just sit in that choice. Okay? But my friends, we all get to choose. 
You can walk in that paint store and say, I, I need some white. What color white? That's not even a question. That doesn't make sense. It shouldn't even be allowed to be asked. All right? You should be fired on the spot for asking, what color white do you want? All right? I'm sorry. You said, man, are you got to hang up about that. I'm a painter's son. It's white, okay? But here's the deal. We, every day in America, we have to choose. We have to choose. Yes, it's one nation under God. In God we trust. But just because you print it on a dollar bill doesn't mean you're automatically making that choice. We as citizens of America, we as citizens of the, of, of the heavenly beam, we have to choose every day whom we will serve. Because, my friends, you will bow down to stuff you didn't mean to bow down to. You have to choose and you have to resolve in your heart before time to make that happen. Last thing is this. Yes, we get to choose. But here's the deal. Not to choose is choosing. Not choosing is choosing. And if you can't choose, they will choose for you. They will. So I'm asking you on Independence Weekend, we celebrate with fireworks and and barbecues and all the food, and we celebrate being an American citizen, and we celebrate our freedom that we have as a country. But my friends, can I remind you something? This place is not your home. You are passing through. Your home is in heaven. You're a citizen of heaven. But my friends, here on this dirt ball that we call earth and we call America, you represent him until you get there. And every single day, you're faced with choices in America. You have to resolve ahead of time that you're going to choose to serve the Lord. I want you to see something in Scripture, and then I'm going to get out of here. Look at verse 27. See, he said, he said to all the people, this stone will be a witness against you. As it has heard all the words the Lord has said to us, it will be a witness against you that you are untrue to your God. Here's what he's saying. This stone heard you. There are things in our lives called spiritual markers, days that we decide we make huge statements of faith by what we do. When you, what Joshua did is he took a stone, he said, this stone right here will mark the words that you have said to me. It will be there forever. Today, in your hearts, you may never have ever, ever resolved that we will serve the Lord, that I will serve the Lord. Today, will you nail down a spiritual marker in your life that says, this day right here, July 6, 2014, is a spiritual marker in my life. As a high school student going off to college, I resolve to serve the Lord my God. I, as a father, a husband, and a dad, Resolve today that our family, our home, our household will serve the Lord. 
it will be a spiritual marker that you can look back on and trace the faithfulness of God. You see, you find the faithfulness of God when you look back. My friends, you've got to have to come to a point in your life that you celebrate the freedom you have in America, but you celebrate the freedom you have in Christ. And with that freedom comes great responsibility, and we must as a people resolve that we will serve the Lord. We've got to. We've got to. If you haven't done that, you must do that. Okay? You say, well, I just live in America and I live in the Bible Belt, and I thought it was automatic. No, it's not. It's not automatic. It just doesn't happen, okay? It doesn't happen. You've got to resolve that your mouth says it, your feet back it, and your life lives it. And you're going to have to make a choice, okay? We get to choose. That's the beautiful part. We get to choose. I choose and you choose today. Will you choose to serve the Lord? Let's pray. Father, this morning, as we enter a time of invitation, people's heads are bowed, their eyes are closed. Invitation is our response to you, just like our response Just like in Joshua, the response of the people. We will serve the Lord. And Joshua said, your words will be a witness against you. And this stone will mark the spot in which you said it. God, today, as a people, may we resolve that we will serve the Lord. This morning, if you need prayer, these, these couples up here will pray over you. If you need to come to the altar, bow down and say, God, I resolve. I resolve. I've never heard the word, never thought about it. I just thought it happened because I was born in America and I live in Texas and I love Jesus and my parents drug me to church all the time. No, it doesn't supernaturally just happen to you. You've got to decide. It's a choice. The altar's open. If you're looking for a church home, and you feel God's led you here, I'll be here to receive you. If you're sitting here today at the sound of my voice, you say, I don't even know who Jesus is. Today you can meet him. He can change your life, and you can walk out different than you walked in. So this invitation is your time to respond to God. I pray you do that. Father, this morning, move us by your Spirit. Make us obedient to your words. In whatever way, may we honor you. In Christ's name, amen.